The Lord be with you. Good morning, Chivia Churches, and good morning to those joining us in other places too. You're all very, very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is staying well and keeping very safe. Come, people of God, let us worship together in this new month of October and for the 18th Sunday after Pentecost. There are some intimations on the web page, so please do look at them. I've got sad news. Dr. Chris Cameron passed away last Sunday, and his funeral will take place on Wednesday, the 14th of October. And it will be at the, the crematorium for the, the service, which will be webcast. And more details of that next week. And the burial will be at Linton. And Yetam Kirk is open on Wednesday morning between 10 and 12. And I will be there if anyone needs to, to see me. And as usual, our singing is led by Heather and Gordon. We have our call to worship. This is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. For God's love endures forever. Our opening hymn is a hymn 200. Christ is made the sure foundation. And we sing verses 1 and 2. We have our prayers of adoration and confession. Let us pray. Steadfast and loving God, the seasons come and go, but we see that you are still at work in the world, transforming hearts and situations. We praise you for all that you do to repair injustice, bringing peace to places of hostility, and working for goodness to prevail among neighbors and the nations. 
You have shown us the true face of power in Jesus Christ, reaching out with healing and hope to touch desperate lives. Let us see the face of Christ in this time of worship and fill us with renewed energy and insight this autumn so that we can join in your work to bring justice and joy into the world that you love. In Jesus' name. Lord of love, today we confess our sins before you. Too often we turn away so that we don't have to see pain or suffering or injustice, even when the evidence is right before our eyes. We don't like to feel uncomfortable. We don't want to feel responsible. In your great mercy, forgive us, Lord. Teach us a new way to live. And give us courage to love others as you love us. And to respond to the cries of others with humility we have witnessed in Jesus. And the prophet Micah declared that God requires us three things. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. To all who humbly seek reconciliation with God and neighbor, God offers forgiveness and peace. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And now we join together in our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We turn to Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter 3. And reading from verse 8. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may, may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 21, and reading from verse 33. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. 
When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. And so they seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? And they said to him, he'll put these wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who'll give him the produce at the harvest time. And Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruit of the kingdom. And the one who falls in the stone will be broken to pieces and will crush anyone on whom it falls. And when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. And this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And we sing again. And this is a, a hymn from Songs of God's People. And it's Songs of God's People 72. Lord Jesus Christ, you have come to us. have our weekly prayer from Arthur and Kathleen. Let us pray. Almighty God and loving Heavenly Father, we pray for our church, that Christ may be the cornerstone of all we do in his name. May we, his living church, be the solid blocks of the spiritual community, which continues to hold fast in the knowledge of Christ and in the power of his resurrection in an ever-secular world. Amen. It was a triathlon race. The participants had been swimming and cycling, and now it was the running. 
The person in front had won the race. But the one in second place was nearing the end and was clear of his rival. But he seemed to take a wrong turn and so allowed his rival the opportunity to win the silver medal. But it didn't happen because his rival stopped before the line to allow the one who'd taken the wrong turning to cross ahead of him. It was how I was brought up, he said. It's only fair this one deserved to be second. It happened just a, a few weeks ago, and it was a marvellous example of sportsmanship. And the fact that it hit the headlines shows how unusual it was. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, uses the image of a race and how he strains using all his energy to attain the prize, which was to live in Christ. There's a real sense of determination and single-mindedness here. Paul would not take a wrong turning. He was determined to win that prize and so discarded all the baggage that he was carrying in order to achieve his goal. I think we need some of the determination in the church just now. This week we'll have seen the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland. Usually it's a week-long meeting in Edinburgh, but this year it has been one and a half days over this weekend. As you may have seen in some of the newspapers, the Kirk has to make some difficult decisions, especially since income has fallen during this lockdown period. There'll be pressure on the number of buildings that we have. And also presbyteries will have to assess the number of ministries that will be needed. Hard decisions will need to be taken. It isn't necessarily negative, but it's a church having to do things differently. And this lockdown period has brought it to the fore. But then we need determination also to pursue the things of the kingdom, the values of peace, the values of justice in a world which is too often violent, which is too often broken. This week, a policeman nearing retirement age and, and so very involved in his community was shot dead in a police station. Meanwhile, in America, there was a, a presidential debate, but one which did nothing to reassure its citizens or to calm the violence which has affected so many American cities recently. We live in a, a world of violence and brokenness. And the parable in our gospel reading today is a violent one. A landowner had a vineyard and does everything necessary to make it perfect, to make it possible to yield very good crops. He goes away and so rents it out. But when he sends his servants to collect what is due to him at harvest time, they're not received well. In fact, quite the opposite. They're abused, they're beaten up. The owner sends more servants but they're even killed. 
So the owner makes a decision to send his son and heir. Now, after what had happened to the servants, we may be surprised by this. Maybe he he would have learned his lesson. But the owner feels that they would honour his son. But of course they don't. And they kill the son. Bells are ringing, of course, in our minds because this story was told during Holy Week. And we know that Jesus himself will be killed, the Son of God, who is the owner of the vineyards. And we have a sneaking suspicion of our responsibility, for we have been poor stewards of the vineyard ourselves as human beings. But at the end of the parable, Jesus asks a question of those gathered there. What should the owner do to these tenant farmers? And and those there reply immediately, these tenants should be killed. They've done terrible things. In other words, meet violence with violence. But what would Jesus himself do? Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey of peace. Jesus would comfort the mourning and heal the brokenness of humanity that he saw all around, confronting all the injustices and offering God's peace. We are baptized into the kingdom and we are called to do the same as we strain towards the goal as we reach towards that finishing line. For we are called to be agents of healing and agents of love in the brokenness of our world. Our broken by racism, our broken by poor stewardship of God's good earth, our broken by hatred and by violence. We look to Jesus And see how he lived in hope and in love and in justice. And we seek to follow Christ's example. In the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. And the hymn 231 for the fruits of all creation.
Let us pray. Generous God, all we have comes from you. And so we give you back a little, our money, but also our time, our talents, our very lives. We ask you to bless both the gift and the giver through Christ our Lord. Living Lord, we're living in strange and uncertain times. It feels as if everything we were sure of now fills us with fear and doubt. Yet throughout it all, you remain constant, the great unchangeable I am. And still there is much in our world that we would want to pray for. We pray for those working on the front line, especially in our National Health Service, and those working towards a cure and a vaccine for COVID-19. Remember all those people and professions who previously we've, we've taken for granted. We pray that this newfound respect continues even as our, our lives return to some kind of normality. We continue to think of our shop workers, our delivery drivers, our refuse collectors, and many, many more. We bring before you those areas in the world which have largely disappeared from our screens, replaced by news closer to home. So we prayed for the continued fighting in Syria and in Yemen, in Libya. We think of refugees and asylum seekers who've been particularly affected by the pandemic. And we think of those especially in the, the island of Lesbos whose camp, Maria camp, burned down. Pray for them. Pray for the church throughout the world, especially the Church of Scotland after his general assembly. Grant her wisdom and steadfastness at this difficult time. And in a moment of silence, we recall those whom we know to be in special need of prayers at this time. Lord, in your mercy, hear these and all our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. And our closing hymn is a hymn 137. We're still singing harvest hymns. All things bright and beautiful.
and we have our benediction. Let us pray. And may the blessing of God who speaks our name, the blessing of God who sits at our table, the blessing of God who knows us, be with you all and be with all whom you love this day, this week, and forevermore. Amen.